Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm your host, Kim Thompson Pinder. And, you know, there's times I say I'm excited. Well, today I'm not just excited, I'm ecstatic to introduce to you guys Crystal Duku. Now, if you've been a listener of the Author to Authority podcast for any length of time, you'll know Crystal is a regular on our Authority Gang podcast episodes each month. But Crystal is going to be joining us in a new capacity because she she is my social media expert. You know, when I when I want to know about social media and what's going on and what do I need to do, especially in the LinkedIn arena, Crystal's my gal. So I'm so thankful, Crystal, that you've agreed to come on and do monthly episodes for us on social media and being an entrepreneur and using social media. So welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited. And thank you so much for asking me and giving me this opportunity as well. Um, I mean, for as long as we've known each other, you know how much I love talking about social media. You know how much I love talking about LinkedIn. <laughs> and I'm just very excited to be able to share that with listeners, hopefully um, in a way that it's going to help them in their business as well as know how they can use this this new well it's not new anymore right but this social media to really step forward and get that visibility that they need in their business yeah and one of the things that I love about you Crystal is is you bring it down to the real level like you're an entrepreneur yourself so you're not you know you're not this big company no no who's got huge social media teams you know have all these resources available you are an entrepreneur just like the listeners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why I I think it's so important because for me, everything that I'm sharing and I'm teaching others to do, it's things that I have learned to do, that I have tried, I have played around with, I have researched, I have seen come out and I don't just go with it, but I test it out for myself in my business and in and with my clients to see how that works. And then I can say to another entrepreneur, oh my gosh, hey, try this or try that. And the reason why I like breaking it down into really understandable, digestible pieces is that that's how I learn, you know, growing Mm. up. I, when someone tries to explain something super technical, it would go over my head and I would be so, you know, maybe back then I would be ashamed to to say that I didn't know. And then I would go and find some way to figure it out in an easier way. And 
I always wanted to be that as I, well, as I grew up and now I ask if, if I don't understand it, it's like, well, can you break that down for me? And I think the majority of us, you know, as we, as we speak and as we talk, that's how we learn in a, in a very conversational way that's broken down in an easy step-by-step um, way to understand stuff. And that's how I like to bring things to my clients. So to anyone that I'm, I'm coaching. Yeah. You know, it was interesting for me growing up because I am like technology motors, you know, I I'm really good at taking things apart. Don't ask me to put it back together again, but it was an interesting experience growing up as a child because my dad was in the computer industry in the 1970s. Wow. That's like at the very beginning of it, right? I had a computer in my home in 1978, 79. That's, that's, I don't think I've ever met anyone that had, because that was such a big, that's like that. An old Radio Shack, Shack Trash 80. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad, he designed programs. So in his work environment, uh, he, he worked to set up computer systems uh, in in the Ministry of Corrections, so in the jail system. So he he implemented in my province the mm-hmm. computer systems to track data and things and some of the security systems. And that was getting computers now into all of these jails. But at home, my dad liked to create programs. So he actually designed games for my sister and I. But my dad's English, uh, he wasn't the greatest at English. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he did, actually didn't even finish high school like he because he grew up in a single mother home. Mm-hmm. So he actually left school before he finished so that he could work and help supply for the family. So my dad was a very smart man. Yeah. Just English was not his. His forte. Yeah. And uh, so my dad would write these programs and my job was to type them in or if he typed them in, my job was to go through them line by line. Because back then, even if you had a period out, a program wouldn't work. Wow. Because he used to program in DOS. So it was always a really interesting experience because I grew up around technology. So there was a lot of things I understood. But, you know, it's not because my brain works that way. I was just exposed to it. And I I heard a lot of that stuff growing up. But, you know, you get into the really techie stuff and then course I marry a man who's a computer tech so I've learned so much more over the years but but for me you know especially with my husband he knows now he has to break things down for me yeah yeah like don't high level tech talk to me bring it bring it down to what I can bring it down explain it in in that way and you know relate it to apples and oranges But look, you're you're the one that helped me. Remember when my Zoom camera was was tilted and I did research and no one could fix it. And then we got on, I think just before a podcast recording and you're like, oh, Crystal, try this and just go here, click here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it worked. Well, it ha- that's because the same thing had happened to me and yeah. I have half fixed the problem. So I had fixed the problem on Zoom. But my camera was still upside down for other things. Like every time I went on to StreamYard, I was 100% upside down. And I couldn't fix it. I could not fix it. I could not figure it out. So thankfully, my computer guru husband finally figured out what the problem was and did his razzle-dazzle. And I was back up in normal position because it, it's very it's very disconcerting seeing yourself upside down on the screen. 
Yeah, and you you can't concentrate, and yeah, I I, I get it was it was definitely not um, I, I, it wasn't enjoyable for me. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, Crystal, is you know part of becoming that authority in your niche or niche, however you say it. I can never remember which way is the Canadian, which way is the American. So I just say it both. When you want to become that authority, social media is one of the key areas that you need to build in. And that's why, you know, I really wanted you to come on and do these monthly uh, podcast episodes, not just what's new, but, you know, how do you use social media to get your name out there? And I think people, you can correct me wrong, but I think people have a misconception. They've been told, oh, you can just go on social media and sell. Yes. But to me, that's not the best use of social media in your business. No, it's not. And I, I agree with that. And I think it just took on a whole different um, ballgame where it worked for one person and now they're going there and they're like, sell, sell, sell. And yes, it's a great place to get your brand out there and everything. But I always go back to this, breaking it down. They call it social networking sites. <laughs> yes, and when you think about how we network in real, when you go to a networking event in person, you're not walking with all your products and saying, hey, this is what I do, buy me. No, it's it's a relationship building. It's a getting people to know who you are, getting people to know what you're about, getting people to understand your mission, your branding, mm-hmm. um, what you stand for, the value you provide. So sometimes I, I always say, I don't know if anyone listens to me, but I think some people do, hopefully. Um, I always I say- I to you, Crystal. <laughs> Thank you. I, but I have a few, um, I have people that I do their social media for, and then I have a few people that I coach and this is what the ones, the ones who want to do it themselves, but they need that guidance. Yes. This is what I say to them. I was like, think about every time you kind of want to understand social media a little bit, think about how you would act when you go into a real networking event mm-hmm. and do that just on social media, you introduce yourself, you engage with other people who are in your target market, or you get engage with other people who are following, who is who are in the same industry you're following, add value, join the conversation, because then they will naturally start to connect with you and want to learn more about you. And the next thing I say, and I, I was saying this to someone who I was teaching about LinkedIn, it's like the same way if you show up to a networking event once every six months, nobody's going to remember you. You have to show up consistently. The same thing in social media, you show up consistently. You share, you share value. Yes, you can talk about, you, you talk about, you can talk about your product or service, but talk about it in a way that how this adds value mm-hmm. to and how, and you educate and then people naturally come to you and I Kim I have experienced that in my business Mm. you know I I in my I yeah I have experienced that everyone that have come to me to either work on their social media have come either through referrals or even like with LinkedIn they came because they saw I've been talking about it they see where I share um, what I'm doing mm-hmm. and the value there. And then when they're ready, they, they come and I put it out there that this is what I do. Um, I have like different, different, different sales tactics that I go through to get my clients, but the majority of them come to me and the ones that yeah. stay are the ones that come because of the, they've been following me for a long time and they see what it is that I've been doing. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny. You talk like about networking meetings and, um, you know, in one of my previous businesses, I sold straight products, you know, products that were anywhere under $50. And I would do a lot of networking shows. I do a lot of vendor shows, you know, Christmas craft shows, all that kind of stuff. Right. And I did it a little bit differently. I always had a ton of product for sale because I wanted, you know, people to see and, and that. But my main goal was not to sell products at those shows. Yeah. You know, if I sold enough to cover my table, I was happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. My main goal was to start that relationship and get yeah. people interested in my products and services, get my catalog out there, get, you know, a name, number, phone number, an email so mm-hmm. I can connect with these people. And that's how I built my business. Because when I called them, it wasn't about buying my stuff. It was like, oh, how did you enjoy the show? You know? And then at some point I'd say to them, did you get a chance to take a look at the catalog? And they'd say either yes or no. And a lot of times they'd say yes. And, you know, they may have some questions. And if they said no, I said, you know, I'd get them into a conversation about their skincare, their makeup, their body needs, you know, that kind of stuff. And then I, I didn't try to sell them on anything. It was just like, okay, here's some recommendations for you. You know, and then I'd say to them, because the books came out on a regular basis, you know, mm-hmm. did you want another book? Right. And most of the time they said yes. And they may have not ordered that first time, but usually the second or third time I gave them a catalog, they started looking at it different because I'd already been educating them because I didn't try to push them into buying something. And that's that's what I like what you say. You educate them. So at the yes, at the event, you're there, you have your products, but you're building that rapport. You're telling them, hey, well, you're telling them about your product. You're getting to know them. You're getting to know, well, what is your skin like or what kind of products do you like? What kind of scent do you like? Getting to know who they are. You have your products that they can see what it is you have there. And the fortune became came from the follow-up yeah. where you know, like your social media is not going to sell the follow-up. You It's a great lead gen. It's a great way to, again, build your brand, let people know who you are. And then you have a lead, a proper follow-up um, system, like the way you reached out. Hey, did you get a chance to check out the catalog? What did you like? And do you want another? That's that's where the fortune comes from, the follow-up that we have um, that comes after our yeah, we have a good social media game. And, and you also talked about consistency. And mm-hmm. one of the things was, is I did the same shows over and over again. So sometimes people only see me once or twice a year. So I had it where people saw me twice at the same show. Like I did a lot of Christmas shows yeah. and it was the second year when someone said, Oh, I remember you from last year. Right. And all of a sudden, because the consistency, I also used to set up like our mall used to be indoors now all completely outdoor, but our mall used to have the indoor and I'd be in my mall about once a month. Yep. Set up. And again, the consistency of it, people came to know me for that product line. And yes. it was really funny because sometimes I'd be in a store standing in like grocery store or something. And someone would come up to me like, oh, you're the person who sells. I'm like, yep. Yep. So I always made sure I had catalogs on me because people would come up and ask me for them. And isn't that the most beautiful part? Because then I think the beautiful sale is that they're meeting you halfway. They want what you have. They they already got invested in in your brand. They know who you are. They know your face and they've gotten they've developed that trust with you Mm -hmm. when they're meeting you halfway now and telling you 
Kim, and look, as entrepreneurs, I have to say, I'm sure we can all agree that is the sweetest kind of seal there is. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you a funny story. So where I live, um, I'm on the Great Lakes system. Mm -hmm. And there's an island that's not too far off from my area. That's actually an Indian reserve. And so I would go on the ferry there to sell these products from time to time. And I remember one time I was just sitting there on the ferry and I I was reading something and someone came up to me and she, she looked at me and she said, I've been seeing you all around town. She's like, you sell those, those makeup products, don't you? I'm sitting on a ferry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you wouldn't happen to have the catalog on you, would you? <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I always it. carry catalogs. Well, especially that day because I, I I was doing yeah, business. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. So we sat on the ferry together. By the time the ferry was over, she handed me like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollar order. She you just see? sat on there, went through the catalog, yeah. went, <laughs> wrote it all out for me. She says, she says, how fast can you get this to me? <laughs> Now, Kim, think about it, right? Say you weren't showing up to those events. Say you weren't doing the networking. You weren't building those relationships. But you were just going down around to people and saying, hey, do you want a catalog? I, I sell makeup. Do you want a catalog? How many people in that way? Yeah, you might catch one person that need what you wanted. But how many people would you have gotten that way? They'll be like, oh my gosh, there comes this, like, is she, you know, like, and, and I take it back to social media. I was like, go back to the basics of if you wouldn't do this in real life at a networking event, don't do it on your social media. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've had it where, you know, especially more geographically locally. So within two, three hours of my house, right. Because I've done a lot of networking. Well, because obviously not the last two years, um, but before COVID, you know, I spent a lot of time down in, you know, the main area of Toronto and in all around Toronto, north of Toronto, you know, Toronto's the biggest city in Canada. So I don't talk about the smaller cities because most people don't know, but most people know Toronto. Yeah. And, you know, I would meet people at networking meetings and because, you know, you kind of start to build this network and on social media, everybody's connected to everybody, at least one or two yeah. degrees. And I have had times where it's like, oh, I saw that post you did on social media. You know, it was so helpful. Or, yeah. you know, now with the podcast not happening too often yet, but occasionally somebody will be like, oh, I heard your podcast. Right. So, you know, it's that consistency factor. It's that value based. You know, the other thing I see social media for in terms of authority marketing is social proof. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Because when they can go on to your social media profile and they see all these posts and, and your posts are helping them in their business and and you're, you know, you're creating that relationship by being, you know, that little bit vulnerable. I don't think you should yeah. ever use social media to blab out everything in no. your life, good or bad. Yeah. But you, you've got to have some vulnerability in there. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And how, and that vulnerability and how it can help or what lesson you learned from it. It's mm-hmm. not a therapy session to like um, put it out there, but if there was something that you experienced and that you learned from it, and now you can put it out there that can help someone else, it really does, it does go a long way. I mean, like we've developed a relationship from networking. Yeah, well, that's how we met. We Yeah, and that networking, right? And and 
and look where it has it has gone. Someone said to me, they reached out to me to to um, teach them how to do to redo their LinkedIn. Mm. And I've known this guy for like 17 years. And I was like, who told you that I do this? He was like, because you're always posting. I, I, People follow you. They know what you're doing. They see the stuff. So I need it now. And that's why I reached out. And I wasn't even thinking of him as a client, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. It's nice to know that what I do say does work. But it's always nice. It's always nice to hear that. And you're right. When you post those things out there, um, when you share that little vulnerability, you you mm-hmm. you let people know what you're doing. People come to you and not only come to you, but they refer other people who need your services to you. Yeah. Like a few couple of days ago, um, I I don't know, it's probably seven, eight, maybe even 10 years ago. Uh, someone in the neighborhood gave me a rose of Sharon twig and I've been trying to grow this thing all this time. And, you know, finally, after all of these years of carefully tending it, the thing's starting to take off. I might actually be able to plant it outside this year because it was so small. I was concerned that the snow would break it. You know, it flowered. It doesn't flower. Well, some years it flowers, some years it doesn't. But it flowers in the winter. It's the strangest thing. I think this this plant's got it's timing off because it's been in the house the whole time, but it flowers. So, but when I looked at that flower, it's on my kitchen table and the windows behind it. So the day it flowered, if you're watching the video, I'll show you the picture. Yes. It's so pretty. Yes. So I saw it. But in behind the window, it's a complete whiteout blizzard outside. So, you know, that I did that post about, you know, how that reminded me of my entrepreneurial journey. You know, sometimes the outside circumstances are not fun. You know, like whiteout blizzard, you can't see anything. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything, you know. And yet inside you can have this peace and you can have this joy. And that, you know, that post has been really popular. I've had a ton of people, you know, like it, comment on it, you know, say I felt the same way, right? And what I got from it, I, I liked it and leave a comment because I'm some, I, to be honest, I need to take more ginkgo biloba because I'll say I have to do something and then I'll completely forgot. But what I got from it and I'm sharing it here is that when you when you posted out about the journey in a in a environment where you're not even supposed to thrive, right, where everyone else or situations or circumstances are telling you you're not going to be able to to thrive you have this this flower blossoming blossoming beautiful and that's the same thing that happens that you know we keep at it we as you with the peace and and our and our our environment that we can control we can thrive even if our external circumstances says that we cannot yeah yeah i so i so so agree yeah so you, you talked about all the things that you have to write down so right now like if you're on the video, I've got like a page plus thing, list of things that I've got to accomplish today after Crystal and I get off. Yes, of this, this is this is mine. Our um our other uh yes, yeah, I I go through so much books with um writing a to do list every single day, but it helps. So. So I think, Crystal, why don't we're coming to the end of the the episode. Why don't you talk a little bit about some of the things that you're going to be covering? Because you're going to be so, doing solo episodes, so it's just going to be you. So talk about some of your vision and and you know what what how do you kind of see this looking? 
So I'm I'm very excited about it because I think what I want to use these episodes for is to take apart different aspects of social media that you might want to understand and talk about it. So for instance, I want to spend some time talking about LinkedIn, about your LinkedIn profile. So one episode I have set up where we're going to talk about your LinkedIn profile and what it should have. Then another episode talking about how to build your engagement on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Another one is using stories in Instagram and how to create those stories, how to. So it's it's really going to be a breakdown of how to use Mm -hmm. social media and different the different um, aspects of each platform to grow your business, to grow your visibility, to grow your brand. So that way you can refer to an episode as a, well, I don't know how to, how to start to do a reel. Okay, I'm going to take you through the steps and talk about how fun it can be and what you can do. And the reason um, I, I am excited about this is because entrepreneurs have shared that feedback with me one I have a friend she called me her on-demand social media um, person she would be like how do you build a reel and and I would just break it down for her and she's like this is so helpful I have no idea about this or how do you use stories or what was that sticker thing that you had and I take it for granted because I know how to do these things but I know that there are a lot of people that don't know how to navigate it so when you approached me um, and when we talked about this opportunity I was like I'm so excited because then this is a great platform to bring this in and it's going to really help entrepreneurs know hey how to do this because there are a lot of people who are in a place that, hey, they want to learn to do it for themselves. And I want to be able to provide that resource. And I think one of the things I know about you too, as well, Crystal, is the fact that you're going to be honest about what each platform is good for. Yes. Right. Like that's one of the things I love about you because you've never been, you have to be on every single platform. Yeah. You know, and, and, I've, I've actually been scaling back a bit and, you know, looking at my business and, you know, where do I really want to place my social media focus? Cause you know, I, I mean, I do use scheduling software, so that make, does make it easier. But mm-hmm. what I found was, is I was posting out to all these places, but I couldn't keep up with, you know, people commenting, people, you know, liking, I couldn't get the engagement because I was just so, you know, everywhere. Right. So now I've really been looking at, you know, how do I scale this down? So I feel my main two focuses are going to be Facebook and LinkedIn. Yes. You know, obviously the podcast is going to play into that. And, you know, we might look at YouTube later on because these videos do go on YouTube, but I'm not worrying about that right now. Uh, And those are links that we can put on so people can be directed to your YouTube channel. And, you know, great point, Kim, in that it's where you said about having to keep up with the engagement and the responses. And that is the meat of social media growth, right? Your postings are great, but your engagement and your responses. So that has to, unless you have a whole team that's responsible for, for doing responses to each different platform, it does, it can get overwhelming, but it is so important because the engaging and the commenting with the people are, are, really the bread and butter as opposed to the post. Yes. That was I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. 
Same here. I'm so excited for this. So I'm I'm so excited to record my first my first um um one to go out there. And this one is going to really be an intro to the different platforms and how to get started, what might be best for your target audience, which because we also have to show up where our audiences are. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to share that information. And hopefully after that episode, our listeners or your listeners can take away which one they want to get started with or concentrate on. So just so you guys know, Crystal's episode is going to be the very next one. I, I'm excited. You know, Crystal, I'm looking forward. I know you're working on it right now and you'll have it done shortly and I'm excited to listen to it. So I just want to say thank you, Crystal, for joining our team here at the Author to Authority podcast. I am excited about what we are going to see happen with your podcast. And I really, truly believe that you are going to provide a tremendous amount of value. So we are going to sign off, but just before we do, You know, I love the power of community. Um, In the authority gang, we were having a discussion one day and Carol Boston, one of our favorite, well, we're all our favorites, (laughs) but Carol Boston just has a special place in our heart. And she said this to me, she says, Kim, why don't you tell people to share out your episode? Don't you think your episodes are valuable? And I'm like, yeah, they are. She's like, and you don't ask? I'm like, (laughs) no. (laughs) she's like she kind of gives us she has this kind of mother look that she gives us every once in a while and I'm kind of like duh right (laughs) so in honor of Carol Boston yes if you enjoy these episodes please share them out we I really want to get the word out there about the podcast I work hard on it you know I work hard on these episodes and to give you value and to bring in experts. And if you've enjoyed it, if you have no other entrepreneurs, please share it out to them. That is the best thanks that you can give me. Also as well, if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn, Word Ninja Kim. And on Facebook, it's just Kim Thompson Pinder, or you can search out the Author to Authority group on Facebook. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next time for Crystal's first episode. And I will be back after that. Have a great day, everyone. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.